It's Monday, October 30th. I'm Ian Price. Here's our top local story. Glenn Youngkin's administration has identified nearly 3,400 voters who were improperly removed from the state's rolls due to probation violations, a greater number than previously acknowledged, and said Friday that local registrars have reinstated the vast majority of those individuals. State elections officials acknowledged earlier this month that at least 275 misclassified voters had been identified, but they had since declined to answer questions about the latest available figures. In Richmond, which has a population of about 230,000, about 200 affected voters have been reinstated. Speaking of Governor Yunkin, he believes next week's legislative elections could be the most important in the Commonwealth's history. More from WFIR's Clark Palmer. Virginians will head to the polls next Tuesday to decide who will control the state Senate and House of Delegates. During an appearance on Fox News yesterday, Governor Youngkin said Republicans holding on to a majority in the House and flipping the Senate will allow the party to unleash the full potential of the Commonwealth. Further reducing taxes, further backing the blue, further empowering parents, and further working together towards a future for Virginians that I think reflects on the future for America. I think there's hope in what we're doing in Virginia right now. All the progressive left is doing is trying to sell fear, and hope beats fear every day of the week. Youngkin believes Virginia is soaring under his administration. As we see inflation stealing hard-earned Virginians' money, we see people worrying about their next job, and yet here we are fighting against it with, with providing huge tax relief. We have tax checks going out to Virginians. We've gone from the bottom of job growth to near the top of job growth in the country. Common sense conservative policies work. Youngkin went on to say it's promising to see Republicans in Washington rally around newly elected Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, and push conservative principles at the national level. Clark Palmer, WFIR News. Emergency crews are in the process of containing a wildfire near Parrot River Road and Dry Branch Road in Pulaski County. At last word, the fire has burned about 30 acres of land and it crossed into Giles County at the top of the mountain. As of 11 p.m. yesterday, the fire was said to be 15% contained. Several recent stories in the Washington Post and from the Associated Press pointed out that many regional theaters across the country have still not seen attendance at their live stage shows return to pre-COVID numbers. Mill Mountain Theater is feeling some of that pain, as WFIR's Gene Morano reports. Ginger Poole is the producing artistic director at Mill Mountain Theater in downtown Roanoke, which features mostly paid equity actors, many from out of town, from New York City, for example. Live theater needs an audience. That's truly folks in the door. And the numbers have been down so far in 2023, ahead of what should be a crowd-pleasing holiday show, Elf the Musical. Take the recent musical Bright Star, written by Steve Martin, yes, that's Steve Martin, and songwriter-singer Edie Brickell. We knew that that would be a challenge, but even with that, we budgeted to have 55 to 60 percent house fill. We saw 35 to 40 percent. In what has been a year of musicals only, the season of song, even a surefire Broadway hit, Jersey Boys, didn't hit the mark. We had hoped to see, you know, 85 to 90 percent fill. We were seeing 70 to 75 percent fill on a title like Jersey Boys. We've got to figure out how to meet our patrons in the middle, to still do something for everybody. How do we do that? And how do we remind them that we're still here and that we need them to survive? Poole says they've tried to make Mill Mountain more accessible with special discounts and cheaper tickets on preview nights. There are also facility upgrades coming soon, new railings, carpets, expanded concessions, aiming for what Ginger Poole calls a positive experience that may draw numbers closer to those pre-COVID days. Gene Morano, WFIR News. A private venue with a view repurposes a portion of the Berkland Center 
WFIR's Alex Torres has more. You may have noticed the section of the Berglund Center with slanted glass panes that overlooks 581. It's now the home of Bella Vista, an event space that displays views of the Blue Ridge. Robin Sean is the general manager of the Berglund Center. About five weeks ago, we were able to finally unveil this room after 22 years of it being vacant, kind of a glorified storage room. This is just one of the ventures the Berglund Center has taken since it was hit with the pandemic, in addition to a cafe in the city municipal building slated to open in January. Hopefully this room fills a niche somewhere around up between, you know, luxury hotels and some of the smaller event venues. We can seat about 275 people up here and I really think it's the best view in all of Roanoke. Sean says despite holding less events last year since before COVID, things are looking up, including the number of events booked with the center. Alex Torres, WFIR News. That's the latest. Check back tomorrow for our next update. E.M. Price, WFIR News.